he's on rye. And you might just be talking out of the side of your neck. And lying about it the whole time. Hello, friends. Indeed, this is Fusebox number 95, deliciously entitled Sham and Cheese on Rye. And uh, welcome in to our uh, humble audio soiree. I'm your no thanks, I've already eaten host, Mark Rose, and over there, gesticulating madly as usual, is the doctor of dials himself, Milt Keynes, everybody. Thank you kindly. So, uh, the big uh, 100's looming, amigo. You, uh, <laughs> you got any plans? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> you know, yeah. We, well, I guess we really haven't discussed that aspect, have we? Well, I mean, we have a little, but... Uh, Crickets, buddy. I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of a milestone for us, isn't it? Well, sure. I mean, uh, yeah, of course. I mean, we're, we're, uh, we're, we're into our, what, this is our fourth year now of doing this thing, and uh, the Big 100 definitely is a thing. Definitely. Uh, I'm just... You know, I'm just not sure yet. You know, I got a few... I, I, you do know that it's four shows from now. Yeah, 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 I know. I, I've done the math, Mr. Keynes. Uh, I do have a couple of thoughts. And uh, maybe we can uh, go over those in the next uh, pre-production meeting when we... Uh, Will that be at the Crowbar or at Vinny's? <laughs> you know what? Probably Vinny's. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, we can chat about it. I uh, I do have a notion or two that... Uh, that might be fun. Hell, I, I'm still amazed we got to uh, 10 shows, let alone 100, you know? I mean, it's it's really damn hard to do a show like this one and uh, keep it consistent. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. It, and it is, indeed. Uh, and, of course, it's partly why this show is uh, twice a month and not weekly. Or, heaven forfend, daily. I mean, uh... You know, to keep the lights on and uh, the uh, Japanese pocket squirrels in peanut butter, uh, actual paying work does need to figure in to this proposition here. Yeah, I mean, you just run out of body parts to sell, you know? Yes, I'm keenly aware, Mr. Keynes. You know, I, I've been down this uh, podcast trail before, back in uh, 2005, when we had a program called Area 51. <laughs> And uh, it had proven fairly early on that uh, this kind of show was not for the uh, weak of heart, at least in terms of the effort required to uh, put something of uh, this type of quality that I had in mind out there. Yeah, I gotta say, too, it seems like every damn time we get to one of these uh, mile markers for this show, something goes sideways. And we have to punt. So this time, um, you know, I'm I'm happy to assist, amigo. Anything I can do, you just let me know. Well, that's that's uh, much appreciated, Mr. Keynes. Indeed, we'll uh, we'll get all that sorted out in short order. I assure you. And uh, speaking of animal husbandry, this lovely news item from BuzzFeed. Oh yeah, you ready? So, 48-year-old Keith R. Griffin was charged 
with 10 counts of possession of child pornography after a detective found over a thousand such images on his computer. Now, in his defense, Mr. Griffin told detectives, now this is the detective relating the incident, he would leave his computer on and his cat would jump on the keyboard. And when he returned, there will be strange material downloaded. (laughs) I'm reading the exact quote. Okay. He's in jail with the bail set at a quarter million dollars. His cat roams free. What? Fluffy's a porn addict? (laughs) And, And you see the irony here too, right? This guy had what is commonly known as, here it comes, kitty porn. Get it? Kitty? Kitty, kitty, kitty. Well, clearly his cat can't spell. That, that's the real crime here. It's cat <laughs> illiteracy. <laughs> ah, scourge of the ages for sure. Yes, a, a, a truly wonderful scape cat of a thing to do, Mr. Griffin. Brilliant. It's a joke, right? No, 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 sorry. Sorry, Milt, this this is the real deal. You just can't make up stuff like this. And uh, it's, it's actually why, with cat litter in our eyes, we ask the humble question. What the fuck, Florida? The show for everybody, but not everybody will like it. So, I'm sure many are aware of the uh, untimely passing just recently of uh, Anthony Bourdain. He was in Morocco filming uh, an installment of his very popular uh, CNN series, Parts Unknown. And uh, when it was uh, reported that he committed suicide in his uh, hotel room in France... And uh, for those who aren't familiar with Mr. Bourdain's work, he was a renowned chef and uh, wrote a sizzling, may I say that? You may. Thank you. A sizzling expose on the uh, restaurant business called Kitchen Confidential back in uh, 2000, which uh, really got him noticed. And then uh, there were the... the uh, following shows like uh, No Reservations and uh, Parts Unknown that uh, put him even more on the map, as they say. I happen to actually have been a a big fan of the guy's work and loved his uh, graphic novel that he co-wrote with uh, Joel Rose called uh, Get Hero and the second edition called Get Hero Blood and Sushi. Uh, Check those out if you haven't haven't seen them. They're outstanding. Uh, actually, I think Bourdain really wanted to write comics at some point, <laughs> you know, because uh, he grew up with uh, the whole EC uh, horror suspense comics from uh, William Gaines and uh, then the uh, underground stuff from uh, Robert Crumb, of which he was a fan, and all the others uh, of that time. And uh, believe me, it can have an effect on you. Yeah, look what it did for you. Yeah, <laughs> hell yes. So, so, so Bourdain was a, a bit of a, a renegade spirit, and I'll, uh, 
Although none of the, quote, credible news sources would comment or even mention it, really, the fact that the guy offed himself is a, I don't know, it's a little hard to fathom. Now, honestly, if he had a serious medical issue or a thing like that, well, he might have taken the Hunter S. Thompson approach. But uh, it just seems, I don't know, a little odd, at least from the uh, cheap seats here, that this guy would take his own life. He was seeing that actor gal that's the the daughter of that film guy you like, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Asia Argento is the uh, daughter of Dario Argento, the uh, noted filmmaker. And uh, Asia is uh, quite the firecracker herself. Uh, She, as you might know, was very vocal concerning the whole Harvey Weinstein affair, going as far to uh, accuse Mr. W mm -hmm, of raping her. And uh, they both were very outspoken on the uh, Hollywood sexual harassment issue thingy. Yeah, I didn't really follow the guy, but uh, I'd heard of him. I know he supposedly uh, ate some warthog anus at some point. Well, you know, <laughs> yeah, I know it sounds weird, but actually that's correct. He'd, uh, he'd often try all sorts of stuff. And, uh, and, and let me just say that not to be confused with that type of show that sets out to just nauseate you with the menu. Uh, this, if he ever did this kind of thing, it was always tied to the place he visited. Uh, if it was a part of the, uh, the cultural or social etiquette of the place, then Bourdain would saddle up and uh, give it a ride. Um, I have to tell you this, though. Uh, he actually said in the past that one of the worst things he ever had to eat was a chicken McNugget. Imagine that. Yeah, we'll probably never know the real deal there. Probably not. But uh, there is one interesting point that I've heard mentioned out there regarding the way certain deaths are reported. Uh, An interesting pattern emerges. It would appear that uh, when an actual suicide is the case, then it's uh, usually reported that Authorities are um, looking into the details or something vague like that. If it's reported immediately as a suicide, well, that generally means there are other forces at work. And please move along. Nothing to see here. Yeah, I'm just uh, looking at it. It says here that uh, he was a good friend of uh, Elon Musk, too. Imagine that collaboration. Chefs in space. Well, he's he's going to be missed for sure. I I just can't help shaking the feeling that he and uh, Elon Musk could have uh, cooked up some fascinating schemes. I see what you did there. Indeed. Let's just keep a third eye open on this story because uh, if there are developments in it, it's uh, likely going to be off the beaten course of reporting that uh, you see them. These kind of stories always leave me feeling kind of, you know, waiting for that other shoe to drop, you know? There is that story that all humankind are going to be eventually ruled over by some artificial intelligence thing hatched by Google. Just saying. What? Yeah, I've been talked about for a while now. That uh, Google and some of its affiliates, 
They just really want to take over the planet and put in some artificial intelligence thing to keep us all in line. Hell, they're, they're halfway here already with the damn uh, Alexas and Echoes and whatever the hell else they're called. Well, now, you know my thoughts on that. We spoke about it uh, on a show or two back. I, I think those personal assistant things are the first rung in some nefarious scheme to, well, hell, at the very least, eavesdrop. And at the worst, subjugate the masses. Like I said, it's, it's really the second rung. Because the goddamn cable box was your first two-way intruder. Well, you know what? Now that you have brought it up, Mr. Keynes, we, we, we probably also need to talk about the 7,000-pound coax cable in the room. As you know, friends, we've been uh, closely watching the developments um, on this whole net neutrality issue for some time. And uh, as of June 12th, the safeguards that were in place to protect consumers from... Uh, ISPs becoming the uh, cardinal Richelieu's of media streaming are now gone. And that means a uh, highly rancid sham and cheese on rye sandwich has been uh, laid out for all of us. To go with that rather toxic skyline, we have uh, the recent district court's decision to allow for uh, the merger of uh, AT&T and Time Warner for something like $85 billion. This will uh, no doubt create one of the largest content creators and distributors in the world and will also no doubt herald the way for all kinds of uh, similar takeovers by, uh, oh, I don't know, Comcast to swallow 21st Century Fox, for instance. Wow, man. I, 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 the streaming services can't be loving this deal. I mean... If you own the content and the way it gets into somebody's house, well, then you've got... Control, baby. You've got control. And the other thing that has been discussed and is uh, now actually happening is that these ISPs, the AT&Ts, the Comcasts, and uh, whoever else is left, are now actually creating priority lanes to deliver this content. That means that there will be uh, exclusive areas that content owned by these uh, giants will reside and everything else will go third class. Meaning, too, that the uh, independent streaming services like Netflix and Amazon and uh, countless others will now have to pay a premium to have their content delivered in the same way it already is, which ultimately means higher prices for the consumer, right? Is it me? Or does it just feel like we're getting shit ramrodded through lately, regardless of what the voting public wants? It's you. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> no, it's, it's really true. We, we've seen it time and time again, and uh, it's getting beyond chronic at this point. It, it's been suggested that folks like Netflix actually get into the ISP game themselves. You know, Google already is with their uh, Google Fiber thing. Personally, my hope is that uh, cellular companies, uh, specifically T-Mobile, as it has the largest stake in this new 5G technology coming next year, I, I hope they step up into this mess and just blow the doors off everybody. Now, I know there's pluses and minuses to this tech, but 
Once you've seen the capacity and speed of a, a 5G system, <laughs> well, the cable companies can't compete with that at all. And uh, it tends to level the playing field for sure. But the important question is, will my porn feed be faster? Buddy, your porn feed will be in hyperdrive. Sweet. Right. So uh, be on uh, the lookout for shenanigans, friends. Oh, and as an aside, uh, coincidentally, the same day that the uh, net neutrality protections went down, so did Netflix, briefly. Widespread outage was reported by the company and uh, remedied a short time later, but it affected uh, a lot of uh, subscribers. Coincidence? Or were they? We've strapped Senator Bob Fusky to this gigantic slingshot, but it's to prove a point. Jimmy, that's the way to turn two. All right, boys, go hit the showers. I'll be there in a minute. Oh, hello. I'm Coach Pop McGraw. Sometimes I got to give my boys a pep talk to get the best out of them on the old ball diamond. And now I'm here to give you a pep talk to get the best out of you, too. Baseball, well, it's been my whole life. And nothing pleases me more than helping young boys like you grow into good young men. And baseball, our national pastime, is how I do it. My boys learn to rely on each other, especially when the chips are down and we need to score that runner from second base, or strike a batter out with the bases loaded, or, or maybe even sock a homer in the bottom of the ninth to win the old ball game. Fusebox understands teamwork. They're winners. Why, they know that being a member of the team means helping your teammates to win the big game. And that no matter what, they're always behind you 100%. We all want to be winners in the game of life, boys. And purchasing Fusebox merchandise shows that you're not only a winner, but a good teammate as well. Scientists have proven that Fusebox merchandise not only makes you run higher and jump faster, but it also increases self-confidence and improves your posture. Boys, I have it on good authority that President Eisenhower himself enjoys Fusebox merchandise. So be a winner, boys. Go to thefuseboxshow.com and buy Fusebox merchandise right now. It's a home run every time. Visit thefuseboxshow.com today. That's thefuseboxshow.com. Yes, and speaking of baseball, here's an interesting factoid, Mr. Keynes. I'm all ears. How sad for you. It's widely known now that uh, people are just not answering their phones. Well, I think you have to turn them on, right? Yes, but the real reason here is spamacious in its entirety. Friends, we are seeing on an average month over two-thirds of the calls coming into your phone are scammers. They're robocalls or just plain lying liars that lie. Two 
thirds. I mean, it's getting to be actually worse than email spam. In in, in 2015, there were about, and get this, 1.3 billion calls made from these uh, outfits. You know, some some actually may have been legitimate firms just canvassing or, or cold calling. But in the vast majority of cases, it's not. It's some schmo trying to extort money from you or sell you a timeshare in Obscuristan or try to convince you that the IRS is looking for you. Which they may be, I don't know. But the point is, way too much of this crap is sent our way daily. And uh, we we didn't authorize it or, uh, quote, opt in, end quote, as they used to say. Milt, would you like to guess the number of these calls this year as of April of uh, 2018? Aardvark. What? Oh, I, I thought it was a trick question. No, no, no. For realsies. Can you guess? 3.7 billion. Holy carp. That's a- that's actually correct. 3.7 billion. Yes, you're right. Well, it's just simple math. I mean, we know the ratio on these things goes up each year, and, the, and, and then you just factor in the number of phones in use right now and area of dominant influence. You're looking at the article. Yeah, I'm looking at the article here. Yeah. yeah. Well, as you can tell uh, from the stats, these things have gotten uh, way out of hand. The FCC has uh, tried to get a handle on this by establishing the uh, Do Not Call Registry, which uh, that was back in 2003, but uh, it didn't really work out. And uh, now it doesn't work at all. These robocallers are just dialing any number in the exchange with no regard for DNC registry. And the phone companies are even less likely to assist as they, of course, profit from selling the lines to these outfits in the first place. Same as it ever was. Well, I know for a fact that I don't answer the phone anymore. (laughs) Yeah, but you only have a landline. Do, Do you even have caller ID? Nope. If I like the sound of the ring, I'll answer it. Seriously, you can just tell by listening carefully if it's a call you need to take. I mean, I always knew when my ex-wife was calling. Which one? Yep. The handset would kind of fly off the cradle a bit and, you know, shake violently. Maybe the ring would turn into a, a kind of buzzing sound. You are truly gifted, Mr. Keynes. Perhaps, you know, a, a future vocation for you would be... uh a phone whisperer. I mean, I've seen the cradle of the phone turn red hot, man. Just just start smoking and shit. Let me guess. Janine called. Sometimes I, I'd, I'd have to throw water at it to cool it off. Except that one time I got so mad at the damn thing, I threw my Yoo-Hoo and vodka at it and set the bookcase on fire. Yeah. Well, uh, there is some good news on that front, and I've actually been uh, using this app for a few months now. It's called RoboKiller, and no, this is not a paid endorsement. That would be okay, though. (laughs) What this thing does is uh, intercept calls that are uh, already on uh, a huge database they maintain of over 100,000 spammers. And then they uh, uh, cross-match that with your contact list so as to not block folks out that you actually want to hear from. But the clever thing is that uh, it has, uh, quote, robocallers of its own. So so once a call is uh, uh, intercepted, it goes into the response queue 
and is answered by one of RoboKiller's answer bots. And it's very funny. You can go onto their website and listen to some of the samples. Seriously, it's hilarious. And, and if you get a real person making the solicitation, then things get really hysterical very fast. Um, they've been working for me, so uh, check them out. They're at uh, robokiller.com. And they, uh, they charge a small monthly or a, a yearly plan. And uh, you can sign up for and, uh, I want to, and I guess it even deals with spam text too, although I, I haven't been the recipient of any of that in the past, but uh, yeah, it's part of their service. This service apparently was also uh, the uh, winner of the Federal Trade Commission's contest called uh, Humanity Fights Back, <laughs> which is quite the deal <laughs> all the way around. The FTC? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, them guys. <laughs> So, uh, personally, I, uh, I think it's just the right medicine at present. It's, it's, like I said, it's, it's, it's working for me. And if, you, if you've got the kinds of uh, irritating and annoying uh, disturbances in your day like I do, that, this thing really fixes it. Uh, clearly, there isn't any uh, agency coming forward to regulate this thing. And the FCC of late, uh, well, it just seems to be uh, in their own pants about things, you know? So I'm not sure what the regulatory solution is, but this is one I found that uh, seems to work and uh, works splendidly well. Do they make one for the asshats to come to your door? You know, that, that, that'd be an app worth having. <laughs> no kidding. How many no solicitors signs does it take to get through to these cretins? I think uh, solicitors will be eaten might slow them down a bit. Yeah, unless they represent the masochist of the month wine club. I saw what you did there, too. Thank you. And with that, we'll tidy the place up and hose it down for you, but not before thanking our contributors this time out. Nico Lane, Sabra May, Eric Newsom, and Jeff Pollard for outstanding performances in a small rectangular room. And thanks as well to the always attentive but not entirely awake Milt Keynes for technical assistance. My pleasure as always. Thanks in no small way to you as well, friends, for pushing play on this edition of Fusebot. And uh, please subscribe to this humble audio offering as uh, you will uh, receive it as if by magic, wondrously appearing in your favorite podcast player thingy without any action on your part needed. Save the pushing of the index digit to commence. I have been your Hadron Collider crash dummy of a host, Mark Rose, saying, until our next cartoon. Fuse.